Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Why, we're all here, too. How about that? Isn't that nice? Plus, we got uh, Phil Campbell. Morning, Phil. Good morning. And we got Pam Beck on the phone. Hey, Pam. Good good morning, everyone. Hey, Phil, it's so good to hear you're there. You know, I you know, I I forgot to give them headphones. <laughs> good morning, Pam. I can Wait a minute. I can hear you. Okay, I, we're I, good. I, we're all good. Just, just keep talking. Just Pam, keep talking Pam, over there. Pam, you don't want to forget me, do you? Yeah, that's right. Rufus yeah, is here. Rufus is here. No, that's, no, my that's favorite better government. Some of the rest of us. Yeah, your favorite recovering government person. You know, we're in here just just talking up a storm before the show goes on, and uh, forgot to hook up headphones. So. Which is it's a very casual show, you understand. Rufus is all set, though. Oh, I got my own. He's a man about town. Own, own right. mechanical stuff with me in my in a my, Renaissance man in my dentures right. carrier. <laughs> Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmondson, former Attorney General and Secretary of State, and uh, current Secretary General of Gardening. Of course, you're prepared. You're always prepared, like a Boy Scout. Well, and I was a, a scout. member of the FFA. Yes, That's sir. Right. Really got my FAA shirt on. I love it. Wait a minute. Is that an FAA or an FFA? Uh, FFA. Okay. Now, I'm not like William. FAA. William, the air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, my ginger lilies are blooming. Are they? Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and they they don't mine. get full sun either. i got to go check mine. Yeah. yeah they well, will, I have they, one they, blooming. They will do in partial shade. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, they you don't have that... that uh, ginger color like i've got do you no but then i don't have the orange. orange have you got an orange yeah i need to come get an orange and, oh absolutely and put, it, put it somewhere people wonder what in the world are you growing those corn that corn out there in the backyard for <laughs> right? yeah it never tassels out it, uh, that's right it's not yielding a lot but it sure does smell good uh, pam do you have ginger lilies blooming i do i have a, a variegated form um that i had gotten years ago did you get it from nelsa no <laughs> i got it from tony avent oh okay and it's, a, it's a beautiful plant but i do have it in too much shade so it comes up it looks good it adds some texture but i don't get the flowers and the scent that you have right now <clears throat> well you can move wow. some of them uh, some of those you, you can divide those at can't you? One, one could 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one could, but it's, you got a lot of stuff you need to divide, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. And right. it's too doggone hot and humid right Yes, now. it is. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the heat doesn't bother me as much as the humidity, but um, you know, I have air-conditioned cars and, and houses. So, you know, it's it doesn't uh, – but the humidity just – it's lucky. Even for a few minutes. You know, when I grew up in the mountains, nobody, nobody had air conditioning. Yeah. And now you wouldn't build a home in, in Boone without air conditioning. A lot of people down east didn't have I air didn't conditioning have, either. We didn't have air conditioning <laughs> at my house. We had air conditioning. We had we finally put in a window unit when I was probably about 15 or 16 years old. <clears throat> put in a window unit. That's all we ever had. <clears throat> we just yeah. turned on a big window fan and opened the windows, and it pulled the... Uh, <coughs> It pulled a really good uh, breeze through the the bedrooms and just right over you, and you just yeah, well, it felt pretty good then. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's extremely well, it's, hot. Very I thankful a, for Mister Carrier. Well, and we're very <laughs> thankful for dehumidifiers. I I've got a air conditioned a unit. I mean, like a a regular big unit in the office, um, and I put a dehumidifier in there a couple weeks ago. And that doggone thing, we're putting out about two gallons yeah. of, we're getting two gallons of water in, in like five hours. And of course, that's what the air conditioner does too. It dehumidifies yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, depending on the power. But yep. uh, we're, we're glad to have all of that. But so outside, anyway. it's a different thing. It's nice to have a fan of some type outside to keep the mosquitoes away. Because if, <laughs> you, you know, if you get a, a good box fan or something to put out there and blow across you, then those yeah. scoundrels can't get to you. That's right. Oh yes, they can. They can. <laughs> if if they're around, they they find me. It's like people with a little bit attached. But if you get, if you get if they're the, there, I'll find them. But they're not good flyers. So yeah. they're weak flyers. So if you got a fan, a good fan blowing across you, a good breeze, yeah. then they can't they can't always get to you. Yeah. So. That's something yeah, to keep but we've got mosquitoes that'll pull down your socks and bite you on the ankle. No, you don't <laughs> right there in the hurricanes, do you? <laughs> yes, we. I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with those. You better catch a few of those. Well, you're listening to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. In case you were wondering, if you're groggy and trying to get out of bed now and say, "What in the world is that?" But yep. uh, we've been doing about the same thing as long as I can remember. So. Uh, Many, many years. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. What if anybody has got, like I have, some Encore azaleas blooming now? Anybody to know of? I, 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 that, I found that very unusual. They've been there about two weeks. I think mine are blooming right now. Wow. I've, I've seen some blooming in my neighborhood. Yeah. That's great. Very early. Kind of here and there. I caught a sweet, sweet fragrance in a yard somewhere, and I, uh, it's that fragrance that I smell here and there in the spring usually, but I, I smelled it yesterday, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, so I don't know. It's a nice, hmm. nice sweet fragrance. I don't know what it, what it could be. It might have been a ginger lily. Could have been. That, that has, if you've never had a ginger lily or smelled one, they smell like honeysuckle to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except the flowers are, are much bigger, and they're a great thing to have. Now, Rufus, Rufus, you brought one from Hawaii. I have the blue ginger lily, which I mentioned in the next edition of the uh, Weekend Gardener magazine. 
that some 25 years ago I was over there leaving and saw in the gift shop little bags of what looked like a six-inch stick. Yeah, and they, said, they have different sticks to choose from, yeah, too. And, and I looked at it and had this blue flower. I brought it home. And in fact, I showed Phil one one time. Yeah. And uh, I've had it. you got to bring it in every year, but have a blue ginger lily. They are good yeah, now they're not they're not hardy f- for this area year round, but so you have to. Well, not the one from Hawaii. Yeah, right. Now my my others are. I don't ever touch them. Yeah, they they're very. Oh hardy. yeah, they're beautiful. They they stick around. They're they're tough. And there's some really pretty varieties. Uh, Phil, you mentioned you had an orange. I've got the um, Disney orange and the white. Yeah, I got a white. Yeah, oh, Disney white is the one that just has that most wonderful wonderful aroma. Yep. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have to get one of those. Uh, Pam, do you have a pink? No, I. Well, don't. you're not sure, are you? It's never bloomed. <laughs> no, no, mine is mine should be white. Um, the variety is Dancing Cranes. It's uh-huh. a really pretty variegated. I bet it is. White streaks through the um, through the leaves, but it should be white, and it is a lovely plant. I love the hedicums. Um What I was wondering is, Rufus, do you know if yours? Your blue one is it a curcumin? Um, you know, a, a little low-growing ginger lily, or uh, really true? It, it, it's about three feet, and I, I don't know the name because I just saw this stick and said I'm going to try it, never thinking yeah. it would work, and lay it down horizontally, put a little dirt over it, and wham, there it is. Wow! wow. About 25 years ago, and I've divided sometimes. it several times. Is it early for a, a day uh, for a, a ginger lily to bloom, or is it? pretty much on time i think mine are done wow it seems it seems like seems in the like past years more closer to september yeah of course we're pretty close to september yeah, we are well, the white yes, ones are not are. the white ones are not done the the uh, i call it salmon colored what mm-hmm. would that be the orange you're talking mm-hmm. about phil probably yes probably so and and pam i got mine also from uh our friend tony avent about that all right, we've got uh, three people waiting already. Wow. Bob is in Wake Forest. Bob, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes. You guys are doing well? Good yes, morning. sir. We are. Well, I was going to call Phil Campbell this morning at the nursery, but since she's on your program, I thought I would go on and give you a, a call there. Yes, sir. Uh, I went out early this year, of course, and picked out all of my vegetable plants. I have a small garden, not a large one. And uh, I picked out my uh, green bell peppers, and I picked out my red bell peppers. And uh, I noticed that my red bell peppers, now, of course, I didn't read it. I just looked at the picture on the little sticker that is in the plant. And I noticed that my little red bell peppers were coming up, but they were shriveled up terribly and not producing a bell pepper large enough. Huh. And they kept doing that, kept producing the little red uh, fruit. Sounds like and, a ghost pepper. And so I Wednesday I pulled some, and I brought them in the house, and I was going to make a picture and send these to Phil and give her a call and let her know. And when I looked at the little tab, it read... Carolina Reapers. Oh, right, right. 
<laughs> so, so you're saying skull and crossbones. Uh, so you're saying they were tagged correctly? No, they were tagged exactly. All I did is oh. hit the red. Oh, uh, thank I you. I was about to say, oh my goodness, that yeah. that sounds like we're gonna have to go back and regroup. Okay, no, good. Y'all don't have to do anything. Uh, have you marked off the area with police tape? <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never had one, and I don't know how to use them. Well, a lot you of people, can use them as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people um, season very lightly with those, or either a lot of, and a lot of people make salsa with those. Um, oh, you can you can use those for seasoning, but you have to just. Use a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Mark Twain yeah, said, the, a little bit. Said yeah. the, tr- the truth is precious. Use it sparingly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And but a lot of people, I, a lot of people like those. So uh, you could probably find someone that's making salsa or something, and and they would like or or just seasoning that like I do not like really spicy food, but some a lot of people do. So yeah, check in with your well, friends. Well, Bob, I I, we I grow them and I. I sharecrop them with my brother-in-law, Judge Harris, who makes a, a knockoff sauce uh, like like Tabasco or yeah. Texas Pete. And you you need to calm it down, though. You need to water it down if you do that. <laughs> How do you water it down? <laughs> with plenty of water. <laughs> well, I, I'll well, tell this story again. I, I bought some candy on a trip to Asheville a couple of years ago and brought and found some <laughs> chocolate. I mean, it was nothing in this, this store in Asheville but chocolate. And uh, down on the bottom row, there were some tiny chocolate pieces with skull and crossbones on them. And oh, I, I, I said, well, they, they had... And he said it was Carolina Reaper. So I got some of those for my my pepper friends, like Nelson and Rufus, and uh, <laughs> Linda, Rufus's wife. And uh, th- it was very traumatic for them. Uh, I, I, Rufus's I, face is turning red oh just thinking God. about it. <laughs> I ate some right here, and I, I headed for the water cooler. So keep that in uh, mind, Bob. Handle with care. Handle with care. Well, we went with our senior citizens down to Bee's Barbecue yesterday. Oh, and, boy. And our, our person that's our senior citizens minister, I mentioned them to him, and he wanted wanted them. So, um, well, great. I, I yeah, I'm telling him to pray over them first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll do quite a sermon. <laughs> It'll be a hellfire uh, and damnation. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys take care. I just well, Bob, did they run out of barbecue at Bee's? Did they run out of barbecue at these when? Oh no, we we left Durham at and we left Raleigh at nine o'clock and got there at ten thirty. So oh, they, that's they, good. Uh, had yeah. plenty. Oh, that's They're great. Just getting started. At that, they, they shut they down when have, they run out. Yeah, well, I've, I've been there many times. It's my number one barbecue place. It's but, it's famous. Uh, anyway, they uh, had a little roof problem and people having to line up outside at the takeout, and it was about. 60 people in line when we left. So, uh, anyway, it's a, it's a great place. That's why they got the cardiac unit at Viadant close by. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate you hearing my story. So All right. You guys have a good day. Thank, Thank you, Bob. You too. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate Thanks you calling us from Wake Forest, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's head to the suburbs of Bahama. Uh-huh. Um, Jim is with us. Jim, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? We're great. How are you? I couldn't be better. Well, that's wonderful. 
But uh, I think a while ago, uh, Rufus talked about his tomatoes won't hit no much this year. Is that correct? Hell, we've had uh, we've had stories of trials and tribulation all through the summer with with Rufus and his tomatoes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I I just uh, I have no Jim. I have no land that's not been had a tomato in it for thirty five years, going on forty. And I try pot. I've, I've done pots, and I just haven't done well this year because it got to wilt early on, and I just sort of quit and depended on my friends like Phil and Gerald and others to hand me a tomato or two here and there. Well, I'm going to tell you what uh, I spoke to y'all about this uh, earlier in the season, and uh, no, I do not work for Red Mill, but I was telling y'all about that deep dirt. No pun, no pun intended. Uh, that's what they call it, and uh, they mix it up with pH and the correct pH somehow or another, and so forth. And uh, and uh, we used that for the first time this year. We got about six plants. I could have opened up a garden center. Hmm. I've never had more tomatoes in my life. Hmm. I mean, they 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 they're left and right. They're still going. You do, you do them in pots, Jim? No, sir. Did it in uh, raised beds, and we have some in pots, and they they doing great. Yeah, I had I've heard a lot of of horror stories about tomatoes this year, but then I saw some uh, saw a guy yesterday, and he told me that he was getting the most tomatoes he'd ever gotten off his uh, crop. So I'm glad to hear that that some people are having good luck with that. And you said it was Duke dirt. Yeah, and then Red Mill mixes it up for Duke University. Oh, okay, yeah. And they spread it around the campus and and, and different beds and so forth. And it really it really thrives. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, uh, know what the secret is other than keeping it. They got the pH and everything going with it, and it's, uh, but it, it it really did a number for us. I mean, the other vegetables too are like uh, just growing like wildfire still. Hmm. Of course, we've had a good, we've had some good rain this year uh, in this area. Uh, so, uh, plus the the whale helped us a little bit, but with not as much as usual. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I tell you what, if you get close by before next spring, I'll pull uh, pick up load up there, and y'all can divvy it out. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds like a good idea. If, if I can see, if I can see Rufus unloaded. Oh, oh yeah, I, I can do that. Sure, I can. He's, I can help. it. As they say, at the, you well, say at the K and W, I can. I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember going through the line that said, yeah. "Can help you." Help you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I appreciate. I appreciate. We sure enjoy y'all on Saturday morning having a coffee and so forth. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing. Enjoy. No, enjoy no coffee. Your, I got to tell you this morning, yeah. but. Uh, Enjoy yeah. your tomatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. I think I'll have me a sandwich for breakfast. Oh, why that's not? <clears throat> Y'all be good now. Right. You too, All Jim. Right. Try. Give our best to everybody in the suburbs of Bahama now. Yes, sir. All right. By the way, my, I have a, a, a nephew there who's a wildlife protector, Michael Edmiston, who lives in Bahama. Oh. And I used to know. I haven't run into him yet, but I imagine I. <laughs> yeah, well, now he, he's a big boy, and he can run after you. I'll yeah, tell you throw that. up your hands. <laughs> he, he's about six six, and he he's a tough one to handle. He, he's a hoss. He whooped three people one time that were drunk out on the the uh, oh, lake, no. 
and he he slew didn't slew he didn't slay him. He whooped him down <laughs> and got an award for it. A lot of blood going on Good there. Good for him. Poor yeah, thing. I believe I I believe I've seen that Sasquatch walking through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call him, Sasquatch. Yeah. Or Bigfoot or whatever. Yeah. But y'all have a good one, and I'll stay out of his way. Oh, yeah, do that, Jim. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, we'll talk to Skip coming up here in WPTF. It's 826. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 836-919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. Skip is in Raleigh. Skip, how's everything this morning, my friend? Everything's good, thanks. Um, uh, let me uh, make a couple of quick comments, and then I'll tell you what I called. Um, uh, Rufus, my uh, encore azaleas are blooming as well. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And as far as uh, Carolina Reaper salsa, uh, what you didn't say is you can only store it in a glass jar for about two weeks, and then it eats through the bottom of the jar. And, <laughs> um, and you have to, you have to <laughs> yeah. throw it away. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, my gosh. Hey, um, two quick questions. Um, oh, well, one question, one kudos. Kudos to you guys. Uh, you would think somebody who messes with plants at all would remember soil tests, but about three weeks ago you gave me some great advice about our church community garden, um, it, you know, we've had some nematode issues and other things. And the first uh, thing you guys said is, wait a minute, uh, how about a soil test? And duh, and uh, and the state was fabulous. And so just a plug for, right. it, it's it's free till November. And um, it's um, for, for um, someone who's directionally challenged, it, it's a little bit of a job to find where they are. But once you get there, they are great. So yeah, I, that could have been um, one of our extension agents or Pam. Usually uh, says that. Yeah, too. yeah. I, I, I think it may have been Pam, but um, but anyway, it was a great suggestion, and and we've got some good guidance about how to overwinter those raised plots so that uh, next spring. This year has not been a fabulous year in the garden between uh, um, disease and uh, root rot, and uh, and uh, we have got the best crop of bunnies um in yeah. in, in uh, Wake County. <laughs> everybody so, does oh my gosh um so a quick question um I, I don't have a lot of control over when people come to aerate my lawn but when would you overseed i've got fescue um and a really good stand this summer but um uh any advice on when to overseed late september early october I, I, is is usually is what gerald adams uh, recommends and he he was on last week and he talked about this and said it was because it it seems to be getting cooler later and you you want to make sure you you're not up against when leaves are falling and that's usually november when they yeah. really start okay. falling so good. well that uh, sounds good they may sometime mid to, mid to, to late september be a good that time. sounds great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Really enjoy your show. Give our best to everybody at Asbury Methodist Church. We'll do it. Thanks so much. Okay, Skip. Thank you, buddy. Bye now. Bye. And um, Mike, if I may add, I hope Skip's still listening. Um, one thing he will probably want to do about two weeks before he overseeds is go ahead and lime. Um, if he hasn't had a soil test for liming, fifty pounds per one thousand square feet is standard. 
do you like the dolomitic lime or they've got some now that that releases pretty quickly it's uh yeah you want the fast release if you if you need to bump up and i tell you with all the rain we've had i don't doubt that we're all going to need to be liming and fertilizing come next month yeah well i'll do that what what grass i still have (laughs) i'll uh uh, tree roots really really have done a number on me and uh there's some trees i probably should cut down but they they're both kind of unique. I got a, I've got a, a Muscogee crepe myrtle that is as, as big as a maple tree. I mean, it's mm. huge. Yeah. Yeah, they're so that's beautiful though. You know I mean, it's hard to believe that that's a, a crepe myrtle, but I mean, it's kind of like the, the crepe myrtle at, at the arboretum. It uh, the, a couple of them, the townhouse and so forth. Very, very large. Well, I'd much rather have a crepe myrtle than a turf grass lawn. Yeah, you know it. It can yeah. get can get very expensive. If I had the if I had the sunlight, I'd certainly have warm season grass because that uh, the warm season grass sure does look good right now. My centipede, it looks the best right now that it's looked in ten years. There is a guy I mentioned this to Gerald last week. There is a guy in my neighborhood, and I kept walking by, and I. Uh, I just noticed that I said that doesn't look like fescue. I mean, it's in shade. It's in full shade. Mm-hmm. And centipede. Mm-hmm. He said it's centipede. And he used seed a couple of years ago to to come up with this. It's not a large area, but he used seed, and uh, it's growing in shade. Now, please wow. explain that to me. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's warm enough. <laughs> It must be. It, it's on. It's on kind of a slope, and yeah, I've I, got I don't it. know. I've got some in shade. Yeah. So well, that's that's. Uh, do you have any any lawn grass, Pam? I uh, try not to. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right that now, way you don't have to cut it, do you? We, yeah. Well, what we're we have let our shadiest areas convert to moss, and I'm so pleased with that. I really am. It's evergreen. You just keep leaves off of it. You don't have to fertilize lime or do anything to it. You just keep the weeds mowed or pulled and, you know, let it go. The sunnier areas, we've got a <clears throat> mixture of uh, native plants that are popping up along with some of the weeds, and we are battling microstegium. I will confess to that. And uh, what we're trying to do right now is keep it mowed. We do not want that stuff to go to seed. So that's, yeah. that's a challenge. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of gradually converting to some areas to a, a ground cover. Now, a little sunny area. I've I've gotten some maize from uh, Phil. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've got a a copper container that is a beautiful container, and I put it on a brick wall, and I have put maize in that because I tried a succulent mm-hmm. in it, and it just wouldn't work. I don't know if we were giving it too much water or if it was just getting burned up. Right. But at any rate, the the maize seems to be hanging on. That's some pretty tough stuff. What are you are you saying, mazus or maize? Maize. Is it mazus? Mazus, I guess. I don't know. It's is it very blue or very white? low. It's. I don't know what the flower is. Okay. It's very very compact, low growing. You can mow it. Yeah. Carlton's mom's yard has yep. some in it, and David mows it every week. And it comes back and starts blooming. It has a little. It has. 
either you can get white or blue. And yeah, I don't know which it is. And it has a little tiny bloom, and if you look at it really close, it looks like a little orchid to me. Right. It looks and, like, um, uh, it, and, and the the maze, the greenery looks kind of like Creeping Jenny, a very tiny version right. of Creeping it Jenny. Does. Yep. So it's tough stuff. It's flowing over that. It's, it's, it's nice. living, yeah. So we're going to see if that, that works. But yep. if not, the copper looks really nice up there anyway. That's great. Yeah. So... Um, what, uh, Pam, do you use ground covers at all? I do, but um, in a, I've got some mazes in my garden, and I I agree with Phil. It's a it's a great plant. I love to see it where it's popped up here and there. Um, I also like I know it's a spreader, but I like that golden lismachia yep. for the same reason. It's uh, it's beautiful. It it really gives you a pop of of light color in the shade. We use a lot of the dwarf mondo grass and things like that. Um, that's a good ground cover. It is an excellent ground cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about anything that you plant closely that fills in very nicely can be called a ground cover, including um, the low-growing ornamental ginger plants um, in for shade garden. Uh-huh. Not the tall hedicums that we were talking about earlier, but the, the true little gingers, those um, those are a great ground cover. Fern can be ground cover of just about anything that you put in. But I I like the ornamental grasses, too. I use a lot of Carex, uh, especially in sweeps. And that is is a tough grass, and it has stood up well to the rain we've had this year, too. I've seen also some very low-growing liriope, and Mm -hmm. I think it's a spreading liriope. It could be Carex. The, the Carex grass, it looks, Carex grass looks almost like liriope. Would it be blooming right now? It, this is blooming. I mean, it really looks like liriope. Huh. Yeah. No. But it's it's yeah. a little lower. Some of it is a little yeah. lower growing than. Yeah. Yeah, the Carex, um, no, that, that, can, I've got some that's quite tall. And like Phil said, it looks like a finer leaved version of liriope. But there are. There are some good liriopes that are out there, too, mm-hmm. um, and just some are clumpers and some are spreaders. Yeah. So just, you know, read the tag yeah. when you get yours. Right. Melissa doesn't like liriope for some reason, so if I put some out in the yard, I'm going to have to sneak out there to do it, and I've, I, can't, I can't do anything without her knowing it. So That's right, because she, yeah. she's listening she, right now. She, well, yeah, that, but, I mean, she's got Duh. this sixth sense with me. <clears throat> Women just do. They do, and uh-huh. we've been married Sorry. so long. It's, I've always called it a radar system that she has. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to really be careful. Carlton said I can I, smell, hear, and see everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Good, good thing. Make good mamas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dwight is in Raleigh. Dwight, good morning, or on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, sir. Morning. How can we help you? I have a lawn care question. Um, I have a mix of fescue and Bermuda, and they they just sort of coexist. Um, but I, uh, the last year or so, I've noticed a weed. Uh, at first, I thought it really looked like St. Augustine's grass, but as I as I looked further and started asking questions, I found out I believe it's probably called doveweed. 
And my question is, uh, it does appear to be spreading. And what is the best way for me to deal with this? I have heard that Roundup will not work on this. Hmm. Well, you wouldn't use that if it's mixed in with your grass anyway. No. Right. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Doveweed is one of those things that we don't see a lot here. You see it more in Florida, and it does look like St. Augustine. It's it's really fat bladed. Have you have you noticed that? And it's yes. a summer annual. It's a summer annual. So um, L- one late, thing late you summer. could try. Yeah, one thing you could try is since the seeds germinate late in the spring, um, that's when you could put out a pre-emergent. Mm-hmm. And that would be probably for us, you know, maybe March or April or something like that. You could try that then. Um, but, yeah, it is it is not an easy plant to control. Now, one thing you could try to do is keep it from going to flower, but it's related to day flower. You may have seen that, that weed in our gardens. It's got a beautiful Duke blue bloom on it, and um, it pops up in late summer, and it it, it insinuates itself all in through everything in the garden. So um, this would have little tiny flowers like that, the doveweed. But um, I'm really surprised that you've got it here. I wonder if somebody from Florida visited and brought it on their shoes or something. I don't know. (laughs) There is a description, chemical control, uh, (laughs) cultural control, and turf files in NC State. Yep. Good. If you go, I don't know if you've ever used that before, Dwight, but... uh, the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service at NC State has a website called Turf Files, and uh, there they have all kinds. They have all the weeds and descriptions of grasses, calendars, and uh, there's a. Uh, of course, I can't. It it has a pre-emergence and post-emergence. I can't tell you what kind of chemicals these are. I can't even pronounce them, <laughs> and I'm a professional pronouncer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about in my profession. What in the world would you call me in my former profession? Professional so, B something else. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so Mike's I, a professional pronouncer. Pronouncer announcer. Yeah, yeah, that's Pro, right. So, uh, they, they have the chemicals on yes. here for it. If you can figure out what the chemicals are. Then, then you can. That's what they recommend. But there, for um, making your grass happy, is yeah. is the best thing you can do. And you've you've got you've got uh, a very sunny area and a, a little more shadier area. Is that why you have these two grasses intermixing, or are well, they intermixing? I, do you have one in the front, one in the back, or no? It's in my entire lawn, and it just uh, I think probably birds. Um, brought in the seed and mm-hmm. and we've we've lived here about twenty four years. I'm talking about the fescue and the and the Bermuda. Right. You've, you've gotta it, it can you make the Bermuda happy? Because if you can make the Bermuda happy you'll have a better chance of choking out the weeds. Yeah, and I probably do need to fertilize that. I don't I'm I'm mainly a fescue guy. Yeah. But the 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 common Bermuda got in, and, oh, okay. and it's it's just I mean it's really short of killing everything, 
um, it's it's there to stay. Right. Common Bermuda is not very pretty, of course, uh, but Bermuda is the easiest to take care of if you have have sun. It does get in your plants. It's very aggressive, but it's aggressive against weeds too. And I've I've said this many times. The turf specialists at NC State consider fescue a temporary grass. Right. That's why you have to plant it and replant it and replant it and replant it every year. Yeah. Every year. Sounds like rye. Like rye grass. <clears throat> yeah. Temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Rye and and fescue and bluegrass. Bluegrass does run does have a little bit of rhizome effect, but not much down here. We're we're better off with warm season grasses if we can handle them, but if not, you make natural areas where you can. And um, but it, it sounds like I mean, is your fescue happy? Does it look look happy or uh, not during the summer? Yeah. Uh, now yeah. you know after of course fall, winter, and spring <clears throat> is beautiful, mm-hmm. but as we get into the hot summer months, right. And is that nobody uh, likes those? Yeah, well, that's right. I, you know, you have to to have fescue. You really need an irrigation system and know how to use it. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate uh, your comments. And Go to uh, Turf Files. T U R F F I L E S. Turf Files on the I web sure at will. NC State. They got all the information you'll need, and they you can download a copy of Carolina Lawns too if you want to download it and print it out and it's a real good publication all right well thank you all thank you dwight thanks dwight yes sir all right we'll we'll take a break and come back talk to steve and garner here on the wptf weekend gardener it's 853 You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with Steve and Garner. Steve, good morning. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, we're good. Uh, couldn't be much better, I don't think. I'm on vacation next week, so that's the first vacation I've taken since well, December. Yeah, that's it. Um, I got one thing to tell Rufus. Uh, his crepe myrtle is leaping out. All right. Oh, good. Planted, so it is recovering. And there's an ongoing discussion with one of my with one of my club members. Are there two varieties of nutgrass, or is it just nut one nutgrass? One's more the purple is a mature version of the white. Well, I think there are a couple of there's a purple nutgrass and the yellow nutgrass. Isn't that right, Pam? I'm not sure. Um, it's just all the same nasty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a yellow and a purple. Yep. Yeah, the purple has the almost. It's not purple, but. Fruit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the stem, if you dig down below the ground, the stems are purple. That's right. So that yeah. may be where they get from. Yeah. Yep. But the, that particular one is is the one that it roots in really hard whereas the white you can pull it out pretty easy and it doesn't mm-hmm. um, but the thing is one of my club members says it's like bell peppers the only difference between a green pepper and a red pepper is the age 
he says that the purple is just a mature version of the yellow. I think they taste different. Right. Huh? I think they taste different. You eat nutgrass? No, 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 no. The bell peppers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not lately, but. (laughs) When he's walking. Hey. Hey, you uh, <coughs> hold on, Steve. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to break for news. We'll be back with you. I know. Uh, I just wanted to. Get no, we don't have time for that. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs>